Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's Extraordinary Etiquette. For Ordinary Occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. How are you? Hey, do you remember when we used to do a joke to open stuff? Yeah, there's a lot of pressure. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. I was waiting for one. No. It, I used well, to do them, but it was like, then we had to say, we, this is the thing that happens on My Brother, My Brother, and Me Too, that we talk about like with the closing bit, mm. is like, suddenly... The thing that is completely inconsequential to the actual meat of the show takes twice as long to prepare than the actual show. Because yeah. you're like, I don't know. I don't know. What is it? Well, we were doing some banter before you hit the button. And I thought that you were leading up to one, which no. is why I asked. No, I have no jokes. Not anymore. <laughs> I, they're all gone. I've used them all up. I used oh, my quota no. early. I know. Oh, and no. I'm only 23. <laughs> That's a good joke. Uh, why? <laughs> I don't understand. So we're talking about nicknames. We are. And this is welcome to nicknames. Welcome to nicknames. I'm nicknames. Um, the thing about that was dumb. Um, the thing about <laughs> nicknames, I have I have feelings about this. I have like so, as a public figure, there is much known about me, including like my childhood nickname, right? So mm-hmm. uh, Justin, myself, and Griffin are uh, respectively uh, Juice. Scraps and Ditto, right? Those are nicknames my dad gave us at some point in their lives. Me, Scraps, well, it's because I was tough as scrap iron. Don't worry about it. Pretty cool. Especially compared to Justin, drooled a lot. Griffin looked like Ditto, the baby from Hind Lois. So, of the nicknames, I think I win, but that's not important. What is important is everyone knows those nicknames. Mm-hmm. And I see nicknames as a very, like, it's like it's like when you have a pet name for someone. There's another yeah. nickname, right? Of yeah. like... It is, a, it is an endearment, but it is also like a level of familiarity that you reach with someone. Yeah. That you like have a nickname for them, right? Yeah. And you use their nickname. Yes, but also there are a lot of established nicknames. Sure. Right? And there are people who end up going by their nickname, right? Right. Like I know lots of people, whether it's like their name is Robert, they go by Bob, or like my friend Matt, who... I will always think of a slice because like there was there were two mats in his like freshman class in college. So somebody said, okay, well, instead of calling you Matt and Matt, you'll be home skillet and you'll be home slice. And I don't know why that was. I don't know. And skillet didn't stick for the other Matt. I don't know why <laughs> slice, slice stuck. Slice stuck for him. So it'll always be sliced to me. But for me, like I also tried to have a nickname in college. I tried to get away from my name. Okay, so my mom would often call me Risa. Because you just take the the T off. Yeah. And then you friends in high school would call me Tisa because it was just like take the middle out. Yes. Right. And I tried mm. to get away from that. Oh, and no, it's I painful. said oh. I wanted to be Terry. You are not a Terry. You I'm know not that, a Terry. right? You're not that now. a Terry at all. Well, and it didn't work because even if I introduced myself as Terry, on my college dorm room door, they had our names and they had written Teresa. So it doesn't really matter. See, right? in college, we did a lot of the like just calling people by their last names. Yeah. So I was yeah. McElroy to a lot of people, um, which means like I was the only McElroy there. So it wasn't a problem. It's not really something I can do now for obvious reasons. I'm surrounded by McElroys, a whole gaggle of them. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I also just I don't care for like Trav and Travi is like nails on a chalkboard to me. Mm. There's something infantilizing about it that I simply do not well, care for. Well, that's another like nickname trend, right? So like in high school, we had lots of Johns. It was a very popular name in my school. So the youngest of the Johns was Little John. 
right? Yeah. That's very infantilizing too. Well, I remember in um, high school when I was taking a Spanish class and we went around and got our Spanish names. Mm. And the teacher, the incredibly appropriately named Mrs. Lehman, uh, who taught foreign language, um, she was going around and be like, well, what's your first name? Okay, it would be this. She got to Travis and she's like, well, there's not really like Spanish, for, but she was like, but you could be Travito, which is little Travis. And I was like, no, thank you. Oh, that yeah. sounds like a nickname for my nethers. No, <laughs> thank you. And I just, I think that there's just something about, I really like the name Travis and I think it yeah. really suits me. And also, if we're being honest, there's also a lot of like, you gotta be careful these days of like parasocial relationships. Sure. And I think that jumping to nicknames and using nicknames is like a level of familiarity that is like, uh, can be uncomfortable, mm-hmm. I think, in that way. Um, so, anyways, respect people and their nicknames and what they wanna be called, right? Sure. Okay. So, let's do a little quick history of the nickname. Um, we understand what a nickname is, but it is a short name or a substitute for the proper name of a person, place, Mm -hmm. or thing. It can be a shortening or it can be a completely different phrase meant to express affection or amusement or as an homage. Or like an in-joke or something that's like a reference that you both get. Uh, So the etymology of the word nickname is very fascinating because the nick in nickname comes from an old English phrase, ek name. Okay, for a second, I really thought it was like going to be related to, you know, you shorten Nicholas to Nick, right? So it's like a nickname. No. That's what I thought it was going to be. No. I was really hoping that it would be, the long form would be Nicholas name. (laughs) But that wasn't it? No, it's ek name, which translates to additional name, okay? And that's interesting because the ek isn't a term that means to shorten, right? Mm-hmm. It means also or to increase or expand, right? So it would be like, or you could also call me like also known as, right? Right. Okay. And it's over time, it's assumed that ek began to sound like ik, meaning ek names became ik names. And another theory over the course was when people would say an ek name, yeah. right? As you get it closer, a an ek name, an ek name, a nickname, right? Yes. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool that um, people did it so bad it became a different <laughs> word. Power. So, it, I mean, it's all-encompassing, right? So a name that's other than their given name. Sure. For example, Alex gave us this example. Her name is Alexandra, uh-huh. right? And everyone calls her Alex. With two X's. With two X's. Don't get it but twisted. her friends in high school call her Boots because she wore boots every day. There you go. Right? That's yeah. kind of like Slice, right? Yeah. See, when I was in college, all my friends called me the lion. Mm, did they? No. Not a single person has ever done that in my entire life. I also recognize, by the way, both in talking about how I don't like being called nicknames and joking about any fake nickname I could be called, know that I'm opening myself up to like the next time I do a signing, someone coming up and doing it to like mess with me. Don't, hey, folks, don't do that. That's not kind. 
Anyway, um, it can also be given to, as like a derogatory. Sure. Right? Yeah. So, for example, during uh, an economic depression during Martin Van Buren's presidency, uh-huh. his critics began to refer to him as Martin Van Ruin. <gasps> right. So it's kind of defacing that way. If you have some kind of like clever take on the sound sure. or the the way that it's spelled or like when people in elementary like school call me Travis Macaroni. Oh, cut oh. to the very core of me. No, I What's actually wrong remember. With I even remember at the time being like eight years old and be like, but macaroni's good. What do, am I supposed to be upset by this? What do you mean? Nicknames also have a very societal like purpose, right? For example, in Viking societies, people had nicknames that were used in addition to or instead of their first names. So giving a nickname had a special status in Viking society. Sure. Um, and it was a relationship creator, right, between the maker and the recipient. Sure. Um, so much so that oftentimes the creation of a nickname was worthy of a formal ceremony and exchange of gifts. Ooh. So it's um, like a ti- almost like a you earned like a title, yeah. right? Because in Old Norse it is referred to as I'm going to butcher this nafnister. Okay. Which is fastening a name. Okay. You know it's very interesting because I I it just kind of occurred to me how much like usernames Mm. And like handles on like social media and stuff sure, have yeah. become basically nicknames. Where think about the people who are like, uh, you know, streamers who make a living doing it, like esports people, right? Their like professional name, their stage name, right, is their handle on whatever. Or YouTubers, on, right, right? Or YouTubers, right? And it's like they become known as that. It's not their real names, right? But that's what everyone knows them as, right? Right, right. Uh, in England, nicknames were generally associated with a person's surname because surnames in Anglo-Saxon culture are referred to their occupation. Sure. Like Smith for a blacksmith, Miller for someone who milled flour. Yeah. But if you then, meet someone named Tommy Assassin, get out of there. Get out of there. But then the interesting part of that is you would have – your occupation, right? And your last name might be Miller, but then people would give you the nickname of, say, like, Dusty, right? Mm. Because you were always covered in flower dust. Sure. Very cool. Now you're Dusty Miller. Now you're Dusty Miller. Which is a great name. Uh, Celtic cultures as well participated in this. Um, And here's something, an old wives' tale, that uh, several people corroborated. Nicknames were essential in Irish communities, uh, as protection from fairies. Yeah, you can't give them a real name. Right. Once a fairy knows your true name. And listen, it's not just about knowing the words. It's about the pronunciation. Mm. Right? Because it's how you say your name. How other people say your name when they know you. They talk about this a lot in the Dresden Files. And so, like, when you say your name to a fairy, they get the pronunciation. Having someone's true name, like the truth of it, how it's pronounced, how, what you mean when you say it. It's like magic. It's control. It's power over them. Uh, don't so, eat fairy food either. No, Very don't important. Do don't eat food in the fairy realm. Don't eat food <laughs> uh, when you're down in uh, uh, we, mm, Wonderland. Sure. Hades, it'll, I think, is what I was trying to think. make you grow and shrink. Well, that's true, too. But I mean, <laughs> like, uh, how, you know, she ate the pomegranate seeds. Oh, yeah. How, Persephone. You know, Persephone ate the pomegranate and got sucked in there. Wah, wah. Um, another. I don't, old, I don't know why I just wah, wah, a woman know. being trapped in the afternoon. Too bad for you. <laughs> another old wives' tale is that if a child got sick when they were young and then they recovered, you might start to refer to them as their middle name so that the quote devil can't find them mm. and take them away. 
Sure. Sure. I always, so when it comes to middle names, and I don't think my parents did this intentionally, mind you, mm-hmm. but all of our middle names were so, like, the names feel somehow the same as our first names in different ways. So, like, Justin Tyler McRoy, right? He could have been Tyler Justin McRoy, would have made the same sense. Griffin Andrew McRoy, Andrew Griffin McRoy, would have made the same sense. Travis Patrick McRoy, Patrick Travis McRoy, would have made the same sense. Like, there's no, like, I've got a fun middle name. It's like, no, we have two first names for middle names across the board. Yeah. So that's sometimes the way you got to do it. I mean, I guess. But what if my middle name had been, like, Thunder? So um, in Asian cultures, there are different reasons for nicknames uh, for many Chinese communities in Southeast Asia. Nicknames connote a person's status um, or or their job. Right. So you might call your landlord boss or you might call the bread seller Uncle Bread. Ooh, I like that. Um, Japanese culture uses nicknames to uh, denote endearment and honorifics, right? Yeah, there's a lot of, like, I see that, uh, like, calling someone uncle, even though they're not actually your uncle, that kind of thing. Sure, but, like, in, so certain recipients of Japanese nicknames are allowed to restrict the use of the nickname to just a certain person because it's so contingent on your relationship. This is what I'm saying. I agree with that, right? Because there's definitely things... That if somebody called me, I would be like, you don't get to call me that, right? Mm-hmm. There are a lot of established nicknames. Um, and I feel like for our kids, we used several of them, right? So we've got uh, a Barbara, who right. we call Bibi. And then our other child is Dorothy. We call her Dottie. Correct. Right? I agree with both of those statements. So uh, let's go through how some of the other more uh, maybe common, maybe uncommon nicknames originated. I would love that, but you know what? But Teresa, if I may, but mm. real quick, how about a thank you note for our sponsor? <music> Teresa, we're married, right? Uh, last time I checked. Do you enjoy being married to me, like, day to day? Yeah, I would say general trend is on the up. Okay, great. Do you think we could have maybe done the actual ceremony event a little bit better? Definitely. We could have made it so much easier. Yeah. I wish that we had had Zola at that point uh, because Zola would definitely have made it easier. Uh, And if you're getting married, you know it's not just like the day of. It's all the things leading up to it. And Zola can help you on all those. They have beautifully designed save the dates and invitations. Uh, you can do a, like a wedding website with them with a built-in registry. Um, it's amazing. You got to check it out. Plus, they can even suggest venues and vendors and all kinds of things. Oh, that's so great. I because know. sometimes you're just reaching around blindly. Yeah. It did kind of feel like we were inventing the event as we did it (laughs) where we were like oh yeah people will probably want food huh where do we get food from and then also like the second that you say wedding like the prices just jack right up 100 i would like a three-tiered all white with like lace and fringe birthday cake (laughs) no reason cake please it's just a big old and if you can put two people at the top and maybe anyway, they're fancy dress. Don't worry about it. Zola's so, going to make it easier for everybody else. So start planning at Zola.com slash Schmanners. That's Z-O-L-A dot com slash Schmanners. 
I'm Jordan Morris. And I'm Jesse Thorne. On Jordan Jesse Go, we make pure, delightful nonsense. We rope in awesome guests and bring them down to our level. We get stupid with Judy Greer. My friend Molly and I call it having the space weirds. Pat Oswalt. Could I get a Balrog burger and some Aragorn fries? Thank you. And Kumail Nanjiani. I've come back with cat toothbrushes, which is impossible to use. Come get stupider with us at MaximumFun.org. Look, your podcast app's already open. Just pull it out. Give Jordan Jesse Go a try. Being smart is hard. Be dumb instead. Okay, zebras, uh, orangutans. Oh, yes, sorry. Hi. Not used to the animals talking. Uh, Who are you? Yes, my name is Carrie Poppy. I co-host a podcast called Ona Ross and Carrie. This is my co-host Ross right here. Okay. We investigate spirituality, claims of the paranormal, and we were wondering if we could get on the ark. You did come two by two. I Thank appreciate you. that. Though most of the things I'm letting on the ark don't talk. I'm going to be talking all up on this boat. Do you mind both? I prefer ark. Or okay, barge. I'm not listening, but. If you let me on, mm-hmm. then I will make my really good podcast on your boat. Can you barge. at least help clean up all the poop? I guess I don't see why not. Well, I'll check out the podcast. Where do I find it? It's on MaximumFun.org. Okay. So I need to know. There's definitely going to be some. I hope on here we talk about like why, how John becomes Jack. Yes. Right, mm-hmm. how William becomes Bill, because yep. it ain't Billiam. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. give me some of these. Okay, Lay it so down. a lot of this comes from How Stuff Works. Uh, they wrote a really great article at, where guys. they reached out to um, Cleveland Kent Evans, who is a psychology professor and the author of The Great Big Book of Baby Names. And they call him the Cleave. And he was also the former president of the American Name Society. Okay, so he's got, he's got bona fides. So first, Charles into Chuck. It makes no sense. There are two prevailing theories on this. So the first one is pretty simple. Charles, in Middle English, was chucking. So people assume this could be the origin, but... That does make sense. But the nickname didn't really catch on until the 1800s, which is way after Middle English, right? Yeah, but if I had a friend named Charles, and in the 1800s I find out that people named Charles used to be called chucking... I'm calling him Chuckin, right? Like, as soon as I find that out, I'm like, oh, okay. You're Chuckin now. So here is a little more scholarly theory. Yeah. The nickname Chuck may have come from Chinese-American culture. Okay. In the 19th century, New York City, there was a very famous gangster named Chuck Connors who grew up in the Chinatown neighborhood of Lower Manhattan. Okay. Uh, he is actually one of the main players in the Five Points kind of like mobster era. Sure. Which is what the movie Gangs of New York is based on. Now, you have to remember, the only time I saw Gangs of New York, I was on painkillers in the hospital. So I vaguely remember, and I just here's all I remember about Gangs of New York. I kept like falling asleep and then waking back up and falling asleep and waking back up. And it was still on every time that happened. <laughs> and by like the fifth time I said out loud to the nurse, how long is this movie? And I fell back asleep. I've never seen it because I don't like watching violence. It's, from what I remember, eight hours long. <laughs> okay. But so he spoke enough Chinese, right? And knew his home really well that he was known as the other unofficial nickname, the mayor of Chinatown. Okay. Um, and, Chuck wasn't his real name, but Charles also wasn't his real name. Okay. If you asked him where the nickname Chuck came from, he would tell you that it was his love of Chuck steak or that he loved to eat in general. But 
Evans, the professor, has another theory. He told How Stuff Works that if you look at the census in 1850, which was the first list to pull names, almost all the people who had some variation of Chuck in their names had Chinese origin. Huh. Uh, based on that evidence, evidence uh, Evans thinks, based on that evidence, Evans thinks. Yeah. <laughs> That it was much more likely that Connors picked up the nickname from growing up in Chinatown. When he passed away in 1913, New York papers printed his name as Charles. And that was the connection between Charles and Chuck. Okay. I don't know. That one feels so specific. This is tough, right? Because, like, that one has a lot more, like, tracking to it. It has a lot more data to it. Okay. But telling me that, like... In old English, Charles was chucking. I was like, okay, yep, that, like, dance. <laughs> because whenever we talk about, like, the origins of, like, this happens in our idioms episodes, too. Yeah. And it's like, it's either this big but non-specific thing, or it's this one specific occurrence. It's easier for me to believe a big thing caught on than, like, this one guy's name made a connection for everybody in the whole world. I don't know. I know. I don't know. So here's another one. Harry or Hank is short for Henry. Yeah. This is, there's some in here. I'm always thrown off when a nickname is the same length as the original name. Mm -hmm. So -hmm. like Harry is five letters. Henry, five letters. Yeah. Uh, So again, a little murky as far as the origin, but we probably have the Dutch and the French to thank for this one. So, The most likely explanation is that Henk is a Dutch nickname for Henry, right? The same E sound. Uh Um, And it would have been used by large communities of Dutch settlers that made their homes in New York and New Jersey in the 18th and uh, 17th centuries. Okay. But before long, Henk with an E turned into Hank with an A. Sure. And Harry as a nickname for Henry, which is probably another mispronunciation. So Harry isn't exactly a nickname, right? Because you can, you name people Harry, there's always been people named Harry. Mm. But it is probably a misunderstanding of the French name Henri. (gasps) Of course. Zuta lore. And that arrived in England during the Norman conquest in the 11th century. Henri, Harry, yes. Since most people in medieval England couldn't read or write, they pronounced the new name as best they could, which made Henri sound more like Harry than it did Henry. Okay. And this is something that we see today because Prince Harry's real name is Prince Henry. I love this. Okay. I'm learning new things. I'm growing as a person. I'm loving it. Here's another one. Yes, please. Why is Dick short for Richard? Um, uh, I'm going to guess something to do with ancient Egypt. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, Another very common English name, which appears a lot in medieval literature, right? Um, This is something where, again, occupations and lineages took the place of your last name. So you were John the Smith or Robert, son of William, right? right? Um, But every every dude in England for a very long time was pretty much that's been written about was named John, William, Robert, or Richard. Because of the kings. Because of the kings. You wanted to name your baby after the kings. So it was important to distinguish Richard, your brother, from Richard, your husband. 
right? Yeah, oh, for a lot of reasons. <laughs> and Rick was a common nickname for Richard because it's a shortening, right? So then you can make rhyming nicknames of Rick, Hick, Dick, all became acceptable. Okay. Similar thing happened to Robert, right? Because it shortened to Rob, could also be Hob or Dob and Bob. It is interesting though, isn't it? That like, that makes complete sense to me, but only certain ones of those continued on. Yeah. People are like, I'm not calling him Dob, but people are like, I love Bob. I'll call him Bob all day long. That's fun to say, you see. So you mentioned earlier, why is Bill short for William? Yes. This is probably because of the Irish Gaelic sounds that are contained in the words, okay? So the Irish Gaelic W sounds kind of more of a B sound, depending on whether the word is the subject or the object of the sentence, okay? Okay. And that's why a sensible nickname for William, like Will, could become Bill, depending upon how you were speaking about the person. Whoa. So the name doesn't change, but the sound changes, and eventually that changes the name, right? Um, It's also possible. Oh, twist. Well, that the using B was a way to infantilize or shame someone. So um, this is an example of it, right? There's a song about um, William, King William being called Bill, in the 17th century when the Irish people mocked him, King William III, by calling the hated Protestant conqueror King Billy. Mm, Okay. Here is one uh, you mentioned earlier, John and Jack. Yes. Again, we don't really know for sure, but there are a couple of possible ones. The The naming practice in Middle Ages when people would add maybe kin to show affection, William sure. became Wilkin, Peter became Perkin, maybe John became Jenkin. Okay. Which was shortened to Jank, which became Jack. Hey, listen, we should have kept it at Jank, baby. If I have a friend named John and I could call him Jank, I would do it in a heartbeat. Another theory is that the French name Jacques came from England during the Norman invasion, right? And it merged with the name John. Jacques and John. Um, both were also... That makes sense because in Frere Jacques, mm-hmm. you say Brother, brother John. John. You yeah. don't say Brother Jack. That's right. <gasps> Mon <Dieu. laughs> And And both were usually na- used as like a placeholder, right? Like I John actually Doe. just got chills with that together, by the way. I got very excited about <laughs> it. Uh, and so over time, the name Jacques and John merged together to create the name Jack. Oh, my glob. Another theory, thank you, Mental Floss, is that John and Jack were just generic names for peasants in England, like John Doe, right? Because we see this in the words steeple, jack, lumber, jack. Jack and ape. Sure. Um, And that became interchangeable, right? John and Jack became just kind of interchangeable. Then how come we don't say lumber, John, which is, I think, more pleasant to say? (laughs) We've done some traditionally masculine names. Let's do some traditionally feminine names now. Okay, cool. There are 1.7 billion nicknames for Margaret. Why is that? Because it's common? Because it it has a lot of letters in it. Mm. Because, I don't know. So, 
both Peggy and Daisy can be nicknames for Margaret. Get out. At that point, anything could be a nickname for We could call it, the nickname is the moon, right? Like, <laughs> This is probably one of the most like concrete evidences for rhyming nicknames. Okay, so in the 1500s, there was a fad where people with M names would rhyme themselves with P names. Okay, so that kind of explains the Margaret to Peggy. So So that's like Maggie to Peggy. Is that it? Yeah, kind of like that. So we've got Margaret, who might be named Marg, that could become Mag, which might become Meg, which might become Meggie, which then turned to Peggy. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Maybe. Listen, as someone, as you or pointed Margaret out. Or Margaret to Maggie. Yeah. To Peggy. Listen, maybe. BB, like Barbara has lots of nicknames. Yeah. Dorothy has different nicknames. So I get it. We call our kids all kinds of different things, right? Just like you would call, like people give their animals, their pets, a million nicknames. Mm-hmm. I can see how if you did that enough or if you were someone who was like a lord, very prominent, mm-hmm. and your child went through a bunch of different nicknames. That people would be like, I would like to emulate them, so I will call my child that. Sure. I absolutely see that. So here's one, right? Martha has a very similar nickname evolution. It started with the name Math, which became Matt, then Pat, then Patty, eventually Patsy as well. In fact, Thomas Jefferson usually referred to his wife as Patty. So people often assume her full name was Patricia because Mm -hmm. that's very close, but it wasn't. Is Martha because that was a very typical, like just kind of like down the chain, yeah, nickname for Martha. Did you know that like m- not mine, but Travis can actually be short for another name, Travis. <laughs> All right, you got me with that yeah. one. As far as someone calling Daisy, like I like I mentioned earlier, um, if their real name is Margaret, this does make a little bit of sense because the French word. For the oxide daisy, that beautiful, like the 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 one that we associate most often with the daisy, is Marguerite. So this nickname is a play on the translation. Okay. That makes sense. Um, this is one that I had never heard of. Nancy is a nickname for Anne. Now, hold on. Okay. All right. If you let go... Of thinking of a nickname as a shortening of someone's name and think of it as just an additional name. Okay. Anne, is it like Nancy Anne? And if someone maybe? was maybe there maybe that child's named Anne and she has a lot of energy and you call her Nancy. She's Nancy. Then it becomes Nancy. Okay. Okay. Sure. Also, older English dialects would use the word mine in place of my. When it comes to pet names, right? So if oh. I if I called you instead of my Travis, mine Travis. Yeah, you hear it a lot. Uh, if I don't know where you would hear it a lot, but I listen to a lot of uh, English, like you know, turn of the century literature, and it's like Nancy Mine, right? You would say like, oh, John Mine, or like you know, Bobby Mine. Sure. Like, yeah. Yeah. So then, um, Anne has always been a pretty popular name. Um, and so maybe over the years, people were saying mine, Anne, and it got shortened to Nan, which became Nanny and Nancy and sure, all that stuff. Sure. Right? This is how the nicknames for um, Ed and Ellen work as well. So Edward gets moved from mine, Edward, to mine, Ed, to Ned. 
Yeah. Also Ted. Yep. But I bet that was a rhyming thing too, because there was lots of King Edwards. Yep. And there was probably like, all right, you're Ed and Red and Bed. Sorry. <laughs> Same thing with Ellen, uh, because mine Ellen to mine Ellie to Nellie. Sure. Yes. Listen, I'm convinced. You've sold me on this. Where do I sign up? How do I invest? But you don't want a nickname. You just want to give people nicknames? Is that what no, you're saying? I just want to be able, when someone goes, oh, yeah, uh, my name's Nellie. Be like, do you know why? <laughs> <laughs> because everyone loves that person. Everyone enjoys them. Well, I feel like maybe I could have gotten another nickname if I wanted one, but like... I don't feel like I've met a lot of Teresas in my life. So mm-hmm. I don't need a lot of like distinguishing from other Teresas. And now, you know, the the two most important people in the world call me mommy. Me and Bibi? What about Don? <laughs> oh, oh, right. I see. Um, this is another thing because it just made me think of it. You, hey, listener, if you take anything away from this, let it be this. You never have to justify to anyone what name you go by. What name, if you choose a name, for example, if you change your name, for example, but also if you just go by a nickname, if you go by a name you like, because it's always weird to me. It doesn't happen so much anymore because being a public figure, but I used to get asked all the time in like an angry tone, why isn't it pronounced McElroy? Because it isn't. Because uh, that, that's just not, because when I was uh, learning to talk and my parents taught me my name, they said McElroy. So I've always just gone with that, man. I don't know what to tell you. I have heard specifically for that, that if it's an You MC, heard this from me, yeah. Yeah, if it's an MC with a vowel, it's Mac. But if it's an MC with a consonant, it's Mick. Now, there's Which plenty is why of, it's McDonald's, not McDonald's. But there's plenty, you can find, find plenty of exceptions to that. And of everything. Course. Right? Like At a certain point, if I meet someone whose last name is spelled the same as mine and they go my name McElroy, I'm not going to be like, traitor. <laughs> right? I'm going to be like, okay, cool, man. Sounds great. That's also a, a syllable difference, right? Yeah. An emphasis thing yeah. where it's McElroy instead of McElroy. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, for a long time, my dad was called Mac, right? And his dad was called Mac. And like, we still call my dad Mac. And uh, he, like, they had the same name. I think my dad was like Clint McElroy III or something. And he hated his middle name so much because it was a family middle name that his father had that he refused to name any of us to keep it going. <laughs> and when none of us got the nickname Mac either, I think for that very reason. Or it, it was like, who decides? Who decides who, decides who gets to be Mac? Anyways, that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to our editor, Rachel, without whom we could not make this show. Thank you so much to our researcher, Alex, without whom we could not make this show. And thank you to you for listening. We could make the show without you, but it'd be so lonely. (laughs) I'm so happy you're here. Um, Let's see. We've got a couple quick announcements for you. I wanted to make sure you've checked out all the great merch in the merch store that was new this month. Uh, 10% of all merch proceeds this month will go to the World Central Kitchen. And next week, I'm going to be in Gen Con. So find out all about that and all of our upcoming appearances at bit.ly slash McElroy Tours. What else, Teresa? We always thank Brent, Brent Floss Black, for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. Also thanks to Bruja Betty Pennant Photography for the cover picture of our fan-run Facebook group, Schmanners Fanners. If you love to give and get excellent advice from other fans, go ahead and join that group today. We are always taking topic submissions, um, and you can... Email those to us at schmannerscast at gmail.com. Make sure that you say hi to Alex because she reads every single one. 
And that's going to do it for us. So join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it? MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.